Welcome to the podcast for First Presbyterian Church of Arlington Heights. These are the audio versions of the sermons preached each Sunday. I hope you enjoy. So as you all can probably imagine, there were just a few little surprises for me when I arrived in Arlington Heights in this new position as associate pastor for pastoral care. They were both personal and professional surprises. One of the personal surprises was that I almost immediately became a hockey fan, or more specifically, a Blackhawks fan. Of course, I had the distinct advantage of arriving at the end of the season. I had the distinct advantage of arriving at the end of the season just as the excitement was mounting, and the shiny, silvery prospect of a Stanley Cup was on everyone's mind. I quickly learned that the name spelled T-O-E-W-S is said Taves, not Toes. And I learned that Kane and Taves were a power team and that a power play meant that one team has one less I also learned to shout things like, protect the goal, or get out of there. And I learned, most importantly of all, that one should never be found in Wrigleyville when the playoffs are in town, especially if it's the night that they plan to clinch the Stanley Cup. Yes, I did buy tickets to a Cubs game for that night. But the game was rained out, and I got home safe and sound before the cup was won. In Ephesians, which I realize I did forget to read, um, they talk, uh, Paul talks about the importance of working together like a team, like the Blackhawks, or like any team that you may have been part of. This is what he writes. The gifts that he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, to equip the saints for the work of the faith, of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until all of us come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the full measure of the stature of Christ. We must no longer be children, tossed to and fro, blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together with every ligament, it is equipped as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. This is our invitation, our invitation to play like a championship hockey team or to play like the mission teams that have gone out to the Dominican Republic this week or like the one I was part of in June that went to South Dakota. And that was the professional surprise. Not only am I responsible for the pastoral care of our great congregation, but I am also responsible for some of the ongoing mission work 
of this congregation. And before I fully understood what I was signing up for, I agreed to go to Sisseton, South Dakota. And then I heard the stories. Over 300 children who need almost everything, food, discipline, affection, especially affection, long days, challenging situations, and hotels. Well, you better hope you get to stay in the Super 8, or no, I did not get to stay in the Super 8. The writer to the church in Ephesus opens the fourth chapter by saying, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. I was called. I was called here as the associate pastor for pastoral care, and that just so happened to include some pastoral care in South Dakota. South Dakota. That's what I signed up for. That's what all of us have signed up for. Don't panic. You don't all have to go to Sisseton, South Dakota. Although I'm sure I can help you get there if you're interested. But we are all invited, called, to be part of God's team, a team that works on building up the body, this body, but also the body that extends beyond these walls. What we do have to do is live out our calling, lead lives that are worthy of the great calling that comes to us in our baptism. This morning at the 8.30 service, Ty and I had the uh, benefit of baptizing two little boys, cousins, Everett and James Landwehr. They already at about seven months and three months, have been called, have been invited into the team, the team we call the family of God. And they are being asked to use their gifts, even now. When we answer the invitation that we have from God that begins at our baptism and continues to grow as we grow, when we answer that invitation... We work for the common good. We recognize our gifts and we move forward even when we don't want to. I didn't really want to go to Sisseton. We move forward even when we think that we should be finished. Haven't I done enough for this church? even when we don't think we are very good at whatever it is God is inviting us to be part of, and even when we don't always agree with the way things are being said or done, or we don't particularly like the people that are in charge. Think about the hockey players again with me. I know they get paid a lot of money. Rest assured, they get paid far more than your pastoral staff here. Johnny Oduya was earning $3.3 million. But I wonder 
if he always agreed with the coach. I wonder if he always wanted to be out there on the ice with that coach yelling at him. I wonder if he always looked forward to having his body slammed against the boards night after night. But by putting himself out there, both in practice and in the game, by listening to the coach, by working with the rest of the team, he won the Stanley Cup. And he's gotten himself an even bigger salary for next year with another team. I still think, I believe, that there were nights when he would rather have been anywhere than on that ice. There were days when he wished he didn't have to get, have Coach Q in his face, and there were times when he wished he could just sit on his couch and watch the game. But he played, and he played to the best of his ability. He went out there night after night, and he fought for the cup like Taves, and Kane and Sharp and Verstegen and all the rest. They worked together as a team, bringing the variety of their gifts to the ice, playing on each other's strengths and sometimes even with each other's weaknesses, and they reached their ultimate goal. Yep, they reached their ultimate goal. They won the Stanley Cup. And oh, what joy. That's what we're invited to do day in and day out. We are invited to live a life of joy, a life worthy of the calling of God. This invitation comes to us on the day of our baptism when we're washed in those waters, a visible sign of God's invisible grace in our lives. This life bears the marks of humility and gentleness, of patience and love. And most importantly of all, it bears the mark of unity. Unity. The writer of this letter uses the word one seven times in two verses. Do you think maybe he's trying to make a point? The unity is not to be confused with uniformity. We're not all the same. We don't look the same. We don't act the same. We don't think the same. But we have unity in our purpose. Just like every player on the Blackhawks has a different set, skill set, and they play different positions, so it is for us. We are given different opportunities, different gifts to use in the body for the building up of the body. And our gifts are not the same as our talents. They don't always have to do with the things that we're really, really good at. Sometimes we're invited to do things that we're not very good at, but it's still God's invitation, like staying at the Holiday Motel, not to be confused with a Holiday Inn. They also have to do with where we are at certain times in our life, with the resources that we have and even with the resources that we don't have. In Sisseton, we had over 120 volunteers from six or seven different churches in the Presbytery. We came in all ages, shapes, and sizes. We each had assignments, and sometimes the assignments were because of our abilities. I was assigned to teach Bible part of the Bible school. Michelle Hollifield, she worked in recreation. 
but also sometimes they were gifts that challenged our inabilities. I was also a driver, bringing children to and from Bible school and to and from the local pool, heading out to the various neighborhoods in the Dakota Reservation, finding places that are not marked with clear street signs. Eleanor Clemmers and Susanna Hollifield, they sorted and distributed bathing suits. Kelly Hollifield worked with the work crew, re, um, reciting one of the Presbyterian churches on the reservation. There she is on the scaffolding. Others worked kitchen duty, preparing three meals a day for us and for the children that were there. There was a group called the Wyman, and they are from Lawndale, and they come every year and they take care of the 12-year-olds and over. They do a Bible school for the older set, and this group has grown and grown over the years. There was a lot of diversity in that group of volunteers, as well as in the children and the young people that came to our programs. But we all had a unity of purpose. Both the volunteers and the kids that came and the adults that participated, we were all there for the purpose of building up the body of Christ. We were all working together to teach the Word of God to each other through play, through study, through song, through food, and through our actions. We were working together with the help of the Holy Spirit to build God's kingdom right there in Sisseton, South Dakota. And although it looks a little God-forsaken on that slide, I can promise you, God has not forsaken Sisseton. The invitation that comes to us from God, given to us in our baptism, is an invitation to grow more and more fully in our faith. It's an invitation to work together. Work together so that everyone has the opportunity to experience the abundant life. Work together so that the stranger is welcome and the prisoner is visited. Work together so that everybody has a food on their table and a roof over their heads. Work together so that we can build the kingdom of God right here in Arlington Heights, Illinois. Just imagine what it will look like, what it will feel like when each one of us takes this invitation that we've been given in our baptism and opens it up and RSVPs, yes, yes, God, I will do this. I will be part of building up your kingdom. I will be part of equipping the saints. I will use what I have and what I don't have. And I will work with everyone else to make a difference so that all of us can be equipped, so that all of us can build the kingdom, not our own kingdom, not our own little territory, but God's kingdom, a place where love reigns and peace and unity are restored. That's the kind of place where a player like Taves hands the Stanley Cup to a player like Timonen, a guy that's about to retire, 
a guy that had never before played on a Stanley Cup winning hockey team. It's the kind of world where two young women in the big city of Chicago invite a homeless man to eat supper with them in a small coffee shop. Without fear, they just invite him to sit at their table. It's the kind of world where there is enough fresh produce for everyone and enough peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to feed the entire Dakota reservation and anyone else who wanted one. It's the kind of world where we recognize the fact that we're not all going to collect a $3.3 million salary. We're not all going to be a star goalie. We're not all even going to get to play on a Stanley Cup winning team. We're not all going to get to serve in a tall steeple church or live in the upscale neighborhood. Not even everyone gets to go to Sisseton, South Dakota or the Dominican Republic. But everybody is part of the team. Everybody is invited to play. Everybody answers the invitation. Everybody uses the gifts that God gives them. And a kingdom is built. Not just any kingdom, but God's kingdom. Alex has been talking a lot lately about being a mission-oriented church, and no, he did not pay me any extra to put this in my sermon. He's been talking about a church that is oriented outward, that lives for others, that lives out the Matthew 25 call to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to visit the sick and the imprisoned. This is a key component of what it means to be a thriving church that serves a living God. Henry Ford said, we come together, and that is our beginning. We keep together, and that marks progress. And when we work together, we know success. Hockey's a fast-paced game, and I never thought I'd be able to follow it. I never thought I'd even care. But I can follow it, and I do care in a fun sort of way. And I survived and even thrived and grew as both a pastor and a person in the week I spent in Sisseton, South Dakota. I served with strangers who became my friends. We used our strengths and our weaknesses, our experience and our inexperience, and with the help of both the volunteers and the participants, we saw the beginning of God's kingdom being built. You know, we can do this, friends. We really can. <clears throat> and in fact, our world depends on us doing it. Whether we want to be or not, we are the broken body of Christ. We are this world's best hope for a redemptive future. And if we fail to use our gifts, if we fail to work together as a team, we lose a whole lot more than a Stanley Cup. We lose an opportunity to build God's kingdom. And that is a loss 
we can't afford. That is a loss that our world can't afford. To work as God's body, to be part of God's team, to use our gifts willingly and unwillingly, that is the real chance of a lifetime. That is the real trophy. And so I invite you, be part of the team. Work with me, with Ty, with Alex, with all who lead. Let us work together and make God's kingdom a visible reality. I know we can do it. We can be champions. Thanks be to God. Thanks for listening. And if you want to learn more about First Presbyterian Church of Arlington Heights, please visit www.fpcah.org for more information on service times, directions, and to learn more about the First Pres family of faith.